0: If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want to shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today we're reading Chapter 3 of Wings of Fire, The Lost Air. The Bay of a Thousand Scales was farther away than Tsunami had realized. She'd been studying the map of Priorya since she was tiny, but it was hard to fit that picture over the enormous world below her. She kept expecting to find neat little spirals of islands that would fit in the palm of her talons. Instead, she found herself flying over vast expanses of empty ocean, dotted here and there with a solitary outcropping of rock. After they took a long detour inland to convince the Skywing they'd gone in the opposite direction, they circled around south and flew out to the sea. They managed to make it to a small rocky island shortly after night fell, but according to Starflight, they were still a long way from the Bay of a Thousand Scales. He'd calculated the distance and their speed and had a long boring lecture ready to explain it all. The rest of them fell asleep halfway halfway into it and he spent the next day sulking about that. Still, Tsunami had to admit, if it was only to herself, that it was useful having someone with all the geography and flight plans in his head. For a few days, they stopped whenever they saw an island, ate a seagull or fish, if they could catch any, and then flew on. Tsunami tried diving into the ocean several times and was disappointed to discover she couldn't swim as fast as she flew. The only good news was that the ocean water helped to heal the burn on her neck. It was four in the. It was four mornings later when Sonomi finally woke up on an island that was officially part of the Thousand Scales. She started. She started awake from a dream in which their cave had collapsed and was slowly crushing her to death, and discovered that Clay had rolled over on top of her in the middle of the night. Grumbling, she wiggled out from under him and let his tail flop over onto Starflight's head. The five dragonettes were packed into a cavern halfway up a tall sea cliff. It was cramped and uncomfortable and smelled seagull droppings. Clay had barely been able to scrunch his wings low enough to crawl inside. And why were they sleeping in this horrible spot instead of on the nice white sandy beach below? Tsunami sat down in the cave entrance and glared at Starflight, which wasn't very satisfying since everyone was still snoring away. Clay was stuffed against the back wall with Sunny between us front talons, and Starflight curled up alongside. Even Glory had her tail draped over Clay's. Her scales glinted orange and gold in the light of the rising sun with bursts of red when she slee- shifted sleepily. Starfleet had been acting so weird since the Nightwings gave him back. It suddenly seemed like he wanted to argue with Tsunami about everything. If she said, let's sleep on the beach, it'll be fun, he'd say, no, no, we have to sleep in a hidden cave. That'll be much safer. Safer! As if there was anything to worry about all the way out here in the middle of the night. But everyone was so mad at her about attacking the soldiers, so they all voted with Starfleet. She didn't like that development at all. Sammy watched them sleep for a moment. It was so hard to lead effectively when everyone kept questioning you and complaining about everything. She only wanted what was best for them. Didn't they know that? She'd always figure she would find a hundred Skywings. She'd always figure they she would fight a hundred Skywings to protect them. But maybe I shouldn't. Maybe my friends don't want my protection at all. Maybe they wanted Starflight to be their leader instead, even though he'd never risk one scale on his body for them. Sonoma glanced down at the sea, sparkling Aquamine below her. Somewhere in those blue-green depths was her family, her parents, her kingdom, everything that should have been hers if the Talon of peace hadn't stole her away and ruined her life. Perhaps the problem with her friends was that they were from different tribes, all stubborn and muddled up and set of sensible-like sea wings. Maybe her own kind would understand her better. They'd appreciate her instead of yelling at her. Well, she didn't have to sit here waiting for everyone else to wake up. It wasn't like they'd be much help when it came to searching anyway. Tsunami stretched her wings and then tipped forward out of the cave opening. When Whistled past her snout, tugging at her tail as she plummeted down the cliff. At the last moment, she snapped her wings open and sailed across the top of the water, skimming it with her claws. Joy tingled through her scales. She spun and dove into the water. The sea was warmer here and busy with underwater life. Her splash sent what seemed like thousands of fish scattering away, Silver of them, disappearing into a pinkish-orange coral reef that curled out of the sand like a petrified forest. A blobby, dark blue octopus goggled at her from the branches. Tsunami kept seeing flickers of bright yellow and silver at the edges of her vision as fish fled from her webbed claws. No welcoming committee of delighted sea wings, though. No glowing jellyfish making a path to Queen Coral's castle. No cavalcade of bowing seahorses and bejeweled lobsters to lead the way. Not that she'd been picturing the homecoming scene from the missing prince or anything missing princess or anything, tsunami swam along the coral reef, peering at the creatures hid hiding in the nooks and holes. A hideous thing she thought might be an eel stared back at her, little orange and white fish nestled in the waving lavender anemones. She still wasn't used to swimming in the sea, and that frustrated her. Unexpected currents kept knocking her off balance. A seawater felt like it was scraping roughly against her gills. Where were her natural seawing instincts? Her Her world was supposed to make her stronger, faster, tougher. Not pathetic. She swam all the way to the next island, fighting the current. More of the pinkish coral reefs stretched across the sand here as well, dotted with waving green fans and lacy dark purple ferns. Her wings felt sore and tired, so she spied them wide and floated near the surface, not far from the land. Something flashed below her in the shadows of the coral reef. Something very large. Tsunami had a brief vision of all the large, toothy things that might live in the ocean, then dismissed it. If it was a shark, she would kill it and bring it back to the others to eat, mainly so she could see the look on Starfred's face. She flicked her tail and swam closer. It was another sea wing. A shiver rippled across her scales when she saw him, and part of her wanted to bolt right back to her friends. Don't be a smoke breather, she scolded herself. This is what you were hoping for, a dragon from your own tribe. She took a deep breath. The strange sea wing had dark blue horns and sky blue scales, several shades paler than hers. He was paddling by the reef, shifting his talons and wings slightly to change course. His head turned alertly from side to side. Well, it wouldn't hurt to follow him for a while first, Tsunami told herself. She crept along the top of the reef, peering over the edge at him. Her claws caught on small gaps in the coral. She accidentally poked an indignant black lobster, which came bustling out with its long whiskers bristling and pinchers snapping. It took one look at her and hustled right back into hiding. Up here, the reef was covered in a layer of green moss-like algae. Tsunami passed a couple of large sea turtles slowly swimming nearby. An enormous tentacled thing like a sea spider was nibbling bits of algae. The tips of its eight dark purple legs glowed orange and yellow, and so did its eyes. The down below suddenly stopped and glanced around. Tsunami flattened herself against the reef. Knobbly bits of limestone poked into her underbelly. She peered through one of the holes at the other dragon. He spun slowly, staring into the d- ocean depths. Had he heard her? But he didn't look up. The dragon checked around him one more time, then lights then lit up the stripes along his wings. Almost immediately, another dragon swam out of the cave in the coral reef. Hmm, she's not much less handsome. His green scales were perfectly nice, but she didn't care for the black spiral patterns on them. She'd never seen a pattern like that on a dragon before, and his face wasn't nearly as handsome or friendly-looking as the first dragon, although perhaps that had something to do with his giant bruise swollen over his left eye. She wondered if they were guards wishing patrol duty. If so, they were being quite strange about it. The two dragons floated in place, staring at each other for what seemed like an eternity, occasionally the stripes on one sea wing would light up, and then on the other. They moved the towns about as they moved the towns about, about as if waving away fish, even though no fish went anywhere near them. And then the spiral-marked dragon ducked back into the cave, and the blue one swam on. Some kind of sea wing patrol ritual? Tsunami wondered. I guess I'll have to learn all that stuff in order to become queen. She lifted her wings to swim fast, swim after the first dragon, and a pair of yellow striped fish wiggled out from under, from under her and shot away. The sky-blue dragon swam back the way he'd come, toward the stretch of open sea between the, this island and the one where Tsunami's friends were sleeping. Now or never, Tsunami thought, she'd rather meet this dragon than the other one, and she'd rather do it while he was alone, if she could. That seemed easier than trying to explain herself to a whole bunch of dragons at once. She beat her wings to catch up and dove over the edge of the reef and swam around in front of him. The sea wings started back in an, eddy, in an eddy of ripples. His eyes were a blue so dark they were almost black. Sonami pointed at the surface. Come on out of the water so we can talk, she tried to signal. Hopefully, he'd figure out what that meant. To her surprise, he whipped around and fled. His tail smacked a wave of water in her face. Well, that's unfriendly, she thought. She swam after him, swinging her tail to propel herself even faster. He glanced back over his shoulder, saw her chasing him, and put on another burst of speed. Why was he running away, and how was he so fast? Stop, she tried to yell through the water. I just want to talk. Of course, that didn't work. He didn't even slow down. But then he twisted to look back at Tsunami and so he didn't see the whale that suddenly loomed out of the deep in front of him. Tsunami waved her talon and pointed. Watch out, she shouted in a cascade of bubbles. The sea wing smacked into the whale's side and careened backwards. The whale was only slightly bigger than the dragon, with ridges all along its back and a flat, mild-mannered face. It made a weird, squeaky groan and blinked at the sea wing in confusion. The dragon was still shaking his head, trying to reorientate itself. When Tsunami caught up, grabbed his tail and pinned him to the sand. The whale blinked again and swam away. Eddies rippled around the two dragons as it powered away through the water. Now what do I do, Tsunami thought. I have to get him to the surface to talk to him. But if I let him go, he might try to escape again. She frowned out at the dragon and pointed to the surface again. Flashes of sunlight shimmered up above them, like broken like pieces of broken gold white glass floating on the water. The other dragon tipped his wing his head to one side. Luminescent stripes lit up along his wings, flashing fast, then slow. All right, said thought, I can do that too. Maybe he's testing me? She leapt her own stripes, illuminating the ones on her snout, then the ones along her tail, and finally her wings. See? My stripes flashed too. I'm a sea wing now. Let's go up and talk. Slowly she spread her wings and lifted up, prepared to grab him if he tried to bolt again. He scrambled upright, but stayed with her. Encouraged, tsunami swam a bit closer to the surface. He followed, but only for, but only for a bit before he stopped and looked around. His stripes flashed again. This time along his neck and tail. Impatient, tsunami lit up the. Up her stripes one more time, m- mirroring what he'd done. The sea wing flared. The sea wing's wings flared open with a whoosh that scared fish into the reef. He lunged towards Tsunami, fast as a minnow. Her front talons reached. His front talons reached for hers. Tsunami roared, blasting him in the eyes with bubbles and sliced her claw across the snout. She didn't know. Why he was attacking. Maybe he was a traitor sea wing? Maybe he was guarding his territory or treasure. Perhaps he thought she was an intruder, although he wasn't much of a guard if his first instinct was to run away and the second was to attack without reason. He'll be sorry when he finds out who I am, she thought fiercely. She kicked his underbelly hard with her back legs. He coughed up a steam of bubbles and fell back. Tsunami spread her wings, snarled at him one more time, and shot. To the surface. She burst into the air and kept beating her wings to rise into the sky. In the distance, she could see the cliff side cave and the worried faces of her friends poking out. An enormous splash sound sounded behind her. The other seething surged out of the ocean, his massive tail whacking the water twice as he lifted into the air, sending giant waves rushing in all directions. He looked even bigger out here in the air, His hook claws gleamed sharp in the sunlight. His dark blue eyes were fixed on her wings. The first tree citizen of her kingdom she'd ever met, and he was coming to kill her.